0: Hi, this is Bobby Kamari, and I want to thank
1: you for listening to Season 2 of the Living in Light podcast, where the whole season is going to be dedicated to the fabulous topic of sacred sexuality. I hope it blesses your socks off. You are listening to Part 2 of Parenting and Sexuality, where I talk to the amazing Dave Atkins, Katrina McCain, and Ruth Rawlins. If you haven't listened to Part 1 yet, then please do shimmy back to last week's episode and have a listen it was so rich so 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 good and I am really excited about us diving into the second half of my conversation with them which I hope you will thoroughly enjoy
2: I I once heard somebody preaching and they said that you can trace your your life back to three or four decisions you made as a teenager and i was like whoa <laughs> that's so that's that's really really yeah yeah what, what do i do about that you yeah. know but actually it's a really it's, it, it can be a really positive thing because if you make the three or four decisions the right decisions then that does set you on the trajectory for your life which is which is so good mm. and the good thing is that even if you make the wrong decisions you know god is a god who brings redemption and uh and reference you know he restores you. I think one of the things I was thinking about was this thing in um in Matthew's gospel where you know there's this thing of you know following Jesus at a distance. You know, it says in Matthew that um Peter followed Jesus into uh, Jesus at a distance and it's when he's just been arrested and Peter follows him. And the trouble is with when you follow Jesus at a distance is it quite often leads to denial you know 12 verses later from jesus you know peter following jesus at a distance he's denying him you know and, and 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 so i guess one thing we've always said as parents is that trust is the most important thing for us you know trust is the most important thing and when you break trust that's kind of serious but we're going to try and get around to kind of finding a place of restoration after that you know as as well but but the trust thing means that i suppose the more freedom that one has is related to the amount of trust you can have in somebody you know so so that's why trust is so important because if i totally trust you then i can give you so much freedom but if i don't trust you then then you don't have that you you know you're not ready for that freedom and i think that's what parenting is you know we want our kids to learn to walk in freedom Mm. but (laughs) there's a kind of level of understanding how to make good decisions and they make, you know and, and i suppose when they're little you kind of give them decisions to make that aren't particularly important but set them on the right kind of the, give them the ability to learn how to make good decisions basically and, and as they get grow older hopefully they can continue doing that and they see that decisions have consequences and, and that kind of thing
1: I think um, just I'd agree with Dave like I remember like in terms of refuting um, like Ruth what you asked you know when you've got people around that are Christian and maybe they're presenting like a slightly compromised view or a view that actually isn't in line with what you've been teaching your children and I remember um, taking our church youth away for like a four-day youth kind of festival that happens in the summer every year and I was super excited because we were going to go and listen to a session about sexuality and so I was pumped that you know all the young adults were going to hear like a biblical perspective and um I remember like sitting in the session and being so grieved because the session was actually so worldly and I remember coming out of that session and during the session, I wanted just to take all of them out. But when we all came out, I literally had to get them in a circle and, and we talked about it and we were just like, okay, guys, like, what did you think about this session? And we ended up talking about it and talking about their perspective and why it didn't quite line up with biblical sexuality. And we prayed and we just broke off like any worldly belief system that may have been released in that session but I think like it's important like Dave said not to have fear about having those conversations even if you're having those conversations every weekend like every single time you come from that family environment being able to say to your child that hey um, it was really good that we chatted about x y and z like what did you think about that and not being afraid to kind of like unpack that and you might already do that but I think the key is communicating and not just thinking that um, they've now had an influence on my child and there's nothing I can really do to take that scenario back. But if you keep having those conversations and allowing things to come to the surface, then actually ends up being a good springboard to talk more about biblical sexuality and some of the stuff that you know they might have witnessed. Um, so I think, yeah, not being afraid to have those conversations um, on a regular basis.
3: Yeah, I agree with that so much Um, because, you know, we, we cannot shelter them from everything. Um, A good friend of mine was telling me how she was just very upset because someone accused her of having her children in a bubble. And she was like, no, that, that is detrimental. That's harmful because they won't be prepared for the world. She said, but what I'm doing is I have placed them in a greenhouse
0: Mm. where I am
3: protecting them and cultivating them until they are ready to go out and to be released in the world um, pre- preparation. And, um, I think that's so important because unfortunately in this world, they're going to see something, you know, and of course, and, and, and we are praying and covering them and we know the Holy spirit is covering them, but they are in a sin sick world and they're going to see something. And so instead of being angry or afraid, or, you know, um, even living in ourselves in denial about that, we can use that as teachable moments. And I remember my mother, she always used to say, watch other people to know what not to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like everything you do, there's a consequence to it. Right. So don't think that you are somehow some exception. Yeah. Because if her choice renders this result for her, it's not wise for you to then do what she does and think somehow your results might somehow be magically different. Mm -hmm. Right. Because there's consequences to sin. And so going back to that heart, like if I have a heart to please Jesus, I don't care what other Christians are doing around me because they're not Jesus, right? You make the decisions that you're gonna make, but what does Daniel say? That he resolved in his heart not to defile himself. Mm -hmm. Like that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really do feel that we can raise children that resolve in their heart not to defile themselves when we are pointing them to pleasing Christ, Mm -hmm. right? if I want to please Christ, then all of my decisions are being filtered through that funnel of pleasing Christ. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't matter what my friends are doing, even in the name of being Christians. If that is not a reflection of Christ, then, you know, we can teach our children that that's not what we want. That's not God's best for them.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's um so true like when I think of your situation Ruth it's like it's kind of hard because I, I look at you um Katrina your hubby like such a beautiful environment of love and biblical foundation you know and um a couple that's so devoted to the Lord and then Dave you know you've got Philippa and then you know your kids um and I think it also depends on like Ruth, you know, you've got different influences coming in. actually when there's that wrestle there that maybe Christ isn't taking center stage in your children's lives the way that you want him to, I think that is where the wrestle comes in, where you want them to love Christ with every inch of their being and and you want them to live for Christ and you want them to be driven by Christ. But what do we do when actually, the challenge itself is that they don't even maybe know Christ in that capacity yet. Um, It's kind of hard, isn't it? Because without Christ being the center of any individual, whatever their age might be, like that person is, you know, unlikely to thrive in the fullness of their life until Christ is central. And I think this is, why we we need to be so thankful for christian homes so thankful for christian homes that are filled with love where christ is central because it's so hard when that for whatever reason in itself is a bit of a battle so what do we do as parents when christ isn't quite central to
0: the lives of our children pray yeah yeah pray, pray. <laughs> i think it just i think sometimes you get to the point where it's just like <laughs> Lord <laughs> you know this is your child um yeah this is your child and you just give give at the end of the day only as you said only it has to be a relationship with God and as much as we can foster or or bring the word of the Lord and worship into our homes and stuff like that at the end of the day um I guess every um, salvation is a miracle, isn't it? So yeah, it's just prayer, 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 prayer. Yeah. What right. are, what are some of? The... And I think it's humbling. Sorry to add to that. It's it's humbling as a parent because we could probably get prideful, right? <laughs> you know, I raised every child. <laughs> that was my turn. Yes. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh, it's only by the grace of God. Yeah, so <laughs> it's good. only by the grace. Of God, you know, and and the thing, and actually, yeah, I think you know, it's not even just within our homes. It's you know, they're going out to the schools. It's 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 uncles and aunties and grandparents they're inputting into them. It's not just down to us. It's, it's the community, it, or um, and so it is humbling to know that you you just cannot control when they get <laughs> to a certain age, yeah. you know, it's out of your control, and you just um,
1: yeah, to trust God. Totally. Even when I think of myself, like um, the fact that I did become a Christian when I was 12, back to when I was 16, craziest life. And in between that time, my mum actually became a believer. And I feel that it was only because she prayed me back into the kingdom. But now when I do look at those around me, I just remember that the same way the Lord was on my journey and he brought me back. He's more than able to bring anyone back, no matter how dysfunctional their journey might end up being. And it is really just having that trust um, in God's capacity to do what we can't do, but like we can only nurture to a certain degree. Um, Katrina, I wanna just tap into, so obviously you are a model and you know now you coach models, um, but for you, and actually this is for everyone really, because you all have girls, So how do you guys um, deal with this great idol of beauty, you know, where sexuality and beauty and all that's kind of like intertwined and girls have this huge pressure of looking a certain way and maybe showing a certain amount of flesh or giving certain things away in order to be desirable. So Katrina, for you, as you think of your two precious ones, and even for you coming from that industry, how do you want to or how do you resist the temptation to try and get your value from this world system that says beauty and sexiness and all of that is where our worth is so i'd love to hear from you katrina and then from both of you dave and ruth as well because obviously you've both got girls as well like how do we instill the value that can only come from christ in a world where so much value is put on beauty and sexuality as a whole
3: Um, yeah, no, that's really good. I, you know, a lot of what I know is what I've seen from my parents Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm taking my baby steps and trying to practice at their age level now. Um, so I don't have a whole, whole lot of experience in a lot of what we're talking about, but it's been so rich and fulfilling for me because I do pray that I can revisit this in my future as I'm raising them. Um, but just, I think I said it earlier, just learning to celebrate others. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's not having like this gluttonous need to be seen and to depend on other people to validate me, mm-hmm. but that I can appreciate who I am because God made me on purpose. And then I can appreciate who others are because God made them on purpose. Yeah. Um, And so again, like, you know, my girls, you know, Will do their little hair and put their little clothes on, right? And it's like, oh, darling, you look so cute. Doesn't your sister look cute too, right? Oh, yeah, she looks cute. Mom. I mean, just having those little sweet little conversations. But what I'm hoping is I'm instilling in them, and I'm seeing it, I'm already seeing it, just this I appreciate other people, right? The show's not about me, mm-hmm. about what I can get. Um, and then also, you know, with they're at a place now where They know how to hold a spoon and a fork. Right. So we're going out to restaurants and we're we're going to the nice places. We're not going to the little kitty places. We're going to the nice places. This is how you sit. This is. And the reason for that is because when they get to dating age. Right. I don't want some little boy telling them, oh, hey, let's go. I can take you here. Right, it's like, oh, thank you. My daddy's already taken me there before. You know, it's not something towards like, oh, in exchange for. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes they yeah. leverage that, right? It's almost like, Good. like in exchange for this hamburger, like, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm Like, no, no, I'm you know, like, my daddy's already taking me there, right? Wow. So that you're looking at the value of the person, not necessarily what you think you can get from the person. Mm-hmm and also looking at what can i give to the person as opposed to you know what they are what they might be trying to take from me so good. just like putting yeah. it at a very healthy level of you know dating courtship whatever that may be is about value mm-hmm. not about like not about attaining something mm-hmm. that i think i can't get on my own does that my make God. any
1: sense oh my gosh that is so yeah. so so good katrina and i think also the fact that Um, Because guys, you don't know this about Katrina, but I mean, she's such a superstar on Instagram and, you know, she's just published her second book and she's so inspiring. And just, you know, her content and her inspirational content on a daily basis where she's just, you know, bigging women up and just bigging people up in general and really just um, releasing the heart of God through the visual stuff that she puts out there and that in itself is like such a beautiful example I think for your girls that you know they're being raised by someone who really is demonstrating the beauty of heaven you know as opposed to just a surface level beauty so I think that example and that celebration as well is so powerful for them as they grow up and have that as a role model I think is incredible.
3: Oh, thank you thank you very much it it is scary because like you know the way they date now yeah is just very odd to me um you know because it, it really isn't about love at all yeah there's no love involved in dating now um and then you know then people get married and they they look at it as an extension of dating right but marriage is like its own entity it's its own life um and, but people aren't being prepared for marriage because they don't know how to have healthy, loving relationships and i think it's important that we not only teach that but we demonstrate that for our
1: children Mm -hmm. so good so
3: dave raising
1: your daughter um do you Mm. kind of leave that to philippa or are you quite intentional in you know nurturing your daughter because i know for me from in my own personal experience so much of my promiscuity and so much of my looking for love in the wrong places came from not having a dad around well he was around but he was emotionally absent he was strict and even though he loved me he just didn't know how to show me healthy intimacy so in your role as a father how are you kind of nurturing your daughter to have a healthy understanding of men and and the male figure and how are you kind of preparing her for dating or preparing her just for value and validation
2: good question um i think um I guess quite intentionally, you know, each, well, most most evenings go, go and kind of check in with her before she goes to bed, you know, and, uh, you know, read the Bible together and, and chat together. And I think just that time spent, you know, means that conversations come up and you talk about all sorts of things that obviously there are some things that Philip will talk to her about that I, I won't particularly talk to her about you know and that's that's good as well so so i think um it is literally just um about um that um having 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 that but i think one of the things we've really sought for each of our kids um particularly in teenage years is is other people around as well like ruth was talking about community and um so each of our kids has somebody who's kind of like a mentor for them and that's been a really healthy thing as well um because you know um my sister's uh you know got a got a boy of nine and she's on her own and i think it's you know he for him is he's really valued i think a couple of guys from church who have really invested in him so i think from for me um with my daughter it's it's kind of you know a matter of just spending time Mm
3: -hmm. you know
2: but i think sometimes um that's a hard thing to do in some situations I guess isn't it so so um, it's just having other people around and one of the one of the best things we did I think um, recently was I was listening to somebody talk about being intentional about celebrations and um and when when our older son was 18 we um we uh, decided to have a party for him so he had a party with his mates in the evening and then he we had a party at lunchtime um where we invited in fact you were there weren't you yeah we invited um You know, just people, just adults who had been um, influential in his life and who he kind of connects with, and um, so we had a time of just of just affirming. You know, and I think that's something that you know we're going to do with each of our kids at certain points, increasingly. Were I to wind the clock back, I think I would have done that more earlier on. But you know, that's one of those things. Mm -hmm. But it's you know, it's an important thing. I think.
0: Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, Ruth. Yeah, it's just I guess it's just enforcing what the the word says that um knowing that she's a child of God, knowing that she's a masterpiece created by God, you know, he designed her every every way that she is um so I guess it's just yeah, constantly affirming that that would be You it, find cuz I I know when we
1: were chatting about your your daughter Um, and our mutual friend said that she's really beautiful. Like, I haven't met your daughter. Um, But, you know, just in terms of having... children that actually same with my niece she's very very attractive and I wouldn't want anyone near my niece you know like she's so gorgeous mm-hmm. she's so wonderful mm-hmm. and precious and I want her to truly really understand just how valuable she is and not just give anyone her time and not just you know respond to maybe a boy checking her you know like I know that sometimes if we are out um And my niece might get like male attention, you know. So for you, Ruth, how is it like having a daughter that may potentially get a lot of attention because she is pretty, like, do you sometimes grapple or do you ever talk to her about the kinds of attention that actually she's worthy of and not just settling for any kind of attention? Is that a conversation you've had or you
0: feel you need to have or not? Um... I guess it just, for myself, it, it comes back to that vision again of, you know, that vision of, of marriage and family. Um, as I would say, that is the conversation that comes up mm. regularly. And, I mean, it's, it's difficult because we've literally been in a year of lockdown, right? <laughs> so we've literally, in the, you know, this whole year has been like no engagement that's and stuff anyway so it's literally school home yeah barely even you know church so and then actually that's that's unhealthy yeah <laughs> it is actually, you see how that is actually very unhealthy um so I wouldn't say it's it's come up to my knowledge as, as a challenge simply yeah. yeah because of the age girl mm-hmm. school yeah as yet but um we'll see yeah.
1: Um, awesome. Um, Katrina, I love what you said about gosh, I think we were all impacted about what you said about, you know, preparing your girls for just that standard of when it comes to dating and just that place of value and dignity and actually them recognising just how precious they are. Um, so for you, Dave. You're probably the only one who's got children that are at dating age. I know, obviously, yours, Ruth, might be around dating age, but how do you guys, when it comes to dating, what are your convictions about your children dating? Like, if I had my way, I wouldn't even want my niece to date, you know, like I want her to get married when she's about. 35. And then and up until that point, not to be around any guys. But obviously, that's unhealthy. And we need to allow our children to be able to date in healthy environments and celebrate the beauty of dating if it's done in a healthy way. Um, so maybe, Dave, can you just talk a little bit about your children dating and what your conviction is around dating? And then I'd love to hear from from you both as well, Katrina and Ruth, about that.
2: Sure. Um, what I would say um, is that identity is the most important thing you know where we find our identity and so if our kids understand who they are and the more they can understand who they are in Jesus obviously that's a kind of good a good place to be and then when they start to date you know does it fit with who they are in Jesus is it something that matches that or is it something which is out of kilter with that and I think that's that's something which um which is um a a really big one and you know with our elder son who's now 19 a couple of years ago you know there was a situation where he was he was in sick form and you know he met a girl who was really nice and he had been kind of slightly romantically attached to her without our knowing and when we found out there was a big conversation because um you know we were like um so does this girl know jesus and it's like no so you know what do you actually share with her you know i'm sure she's lovely etc but what do you share with her and um so we had a long conversation about that and it was quite a major one really because it was like a bit of a shock to the system because we didn't really know and then all of a sudden we were told you know so that was like oh my gosh how do we deal with that you know and and he's old enough to make his own decisions and we're not going to control that you know we can't control that so i think um yeah we had a conversation and um then he kind of reflected on it and because he knows who he is in Christ, he then was really in a situation that he found quite difficult, I think, because he was like, I really don't then want to be with her, but I don't also want to let her down. <laughs> you know, I want to honor her as a person, but, you know, and so about a week later, we we were quite pleased to hear that he had, he had um, broken it off and he he was like, um, he didn't break it off, she did. And he was like i was so relieved because i didn't want to let her down but she she actually decided that it was uh, not the right thing so so that's uh that's that was one relationship and now he's in a he is in a serious dating relationship now but i'm just pleased that he's in a place where you know they i think one of the first things they talked about when they started dating and she's got she's got pretty really strong faith and they're quite similar um they come from similar backgrounds uh, so they get on really well and they're a really good match um so I think one of the first um, kind of dates they had, they talked about the five languages of love. I mean, how mature is that? Like 18, you know, or 19. I was like, you what? <laughs> 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 if only I'd known that when I, was a, when I was a teenager, you know? And I didn't put that on them at all. It was just like, no, we were just, you know, talking about how, you know, we communicate. And, you know, so that, that's been a real blessing to us as, as a family, I think, mm. you know, they've been together about a year now.
1: He was friends with her first, wasn't he? so it's like yeah he was on a
2: mission tri- he, he was on a mission trip with her first yeah and then I think he secretly wanted to pursue her yes. um for quite a while but he didn't let on that to us of course yeah. um and she, then and
1: she would come and, and visit then her and we'd see her but they weren't yeah, together at that point were
2: they? yeah 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 so, so I think I think there was that you know there was quite a long period where he was wanting to be close to her and wanting to have more connection and it um was quite a while before they actually started going out way over a year
1: but the beautiful thing about that I think is that importance of having freedom and that trust to have friendships with the opposite sex that you know powerful friendships like authentic friendships where actually you're surrounded by other believers of your same age that you can do life with they're your brothers and sisters in Christ and so when dating actually comes out of that of environment. I think it's healthy. I think it's built on a foundation of something that's honouring. So I think along with nurturing our children to be able to date if it's appropriate for them in a healthy way, I think part of that is actually trying to create an environment where they have friendships that are equally as healthy with the opposite sex.
2: Yeah, I think that's absolutely the case. Um, You know, I went to an all boys school myself. And so I didn't even see kind of women you know, I have, I've got sis, sisters, you know, and such. But, but you know, there, it was always slightly awkward as a teenager around women because I just didn't have female friends, you know, until I got to university, I suppose. And um, so that was a, a, a kind of big difference, whereas my kids have both been, you know, uh, have both been in class with kids yeah. of both. And I think for boys, that's quite important. I think for girls, it can be a bit different, actually. You know, I, I think for boys, it's helpful to have, you know, that mixed environment at school um personally speaking i think that that has been helpful for them both um what i also would say though is i guess one of the things we've been super intentional about with all our kids is ensuring that they see other parts of the church just rather than just the one that we go to so their experience of what a church is is you know the body of christ is quite diverse you know we go to a we go to a a different church than we used to you know but in the meantime they've been to various camps and house parties and that sort of thing so they have a really good view of you know the body of Christ in a different way and they then meet people in those other contexts and then they develop healthy relationships with people who are kind of like-minded which might be different to the people they're hanging around with day to day and that's been really really valuable for for us I, I think and and that's where our oldest son met his girlfriend as well on on a, on a mission trip, Mm -hmm. you know, they went on a mission trip and um, then the next year they went again on the same mission trip. And, and uh, it was only a couple of months after that, I think that they started dating. So yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think it's important to also like be inclusive, right? So you're not just going out of this house all the time, right? He's coming into our home. Um, So honestly, so that we can get a sense of him so that he can get a sense of us, right? Because, you know, when you, you don't just marry your spouse, (laughs) you marry into their culture and their family and how, you know, you, you, you're marrying into a family. And I think it's important to not wait until after the wedding day to start preparing those relationships, Mm. but you all are growing together with support and acceptance and love and just knowing you can't love well if you don't know someone you know you have to take the time and I think it's important also for accountability right like you need to know that you're going to be held accountable with with my with my heart with my life with where you take me with the things you say to me I remember when I was dating Jared and I told him I said you know I, I I tell my mom everything you say Pretty much. And <laughs> of course he's just like, oh gosh, you know? <laughs> but I thought it was, you know, I wanted him to know that like, this isn't just like me and you against the world. There are other people involved in my life. And, um, there are other people that are going to be affected by this relationship, you know? And, um, and so, yeah, I think it's really important that it, that the dating experience be inclusive and not just this independent secret thing mm. that they have. And they occasionally will fill you in on it. At their whim, but that no, like the whole family is involved in this because we all want to celebrate you and we all want to cover you and see you thrive and whatever relationship you have. So, Mm, so good. Ruth, for
1: you, talk to me a little bit more about like the network because, like we've been talking about, and Katrina's just mentioned, having the family there that's kind of involved in two young people dating and so they, they get an understanding of just the wider family as well, like how important that is. Um, and you've also mentioned like other family members that are Christian. So for your daughter, is there like a wide support network that
0: she has? Yeah, definitely. My parents are amazing um, my siblings are actually quite far. They're there, you know, on the other end of the phone. But in terms of distance, unfortunately, they're not as close as I'd love them to be. But you know, I've got I've got great friends um, from different church fellowships along the way who input obviously yeah it's very important Mm. amazing I'm just going to get each one of you to
1: speak to everyone who's listening whether you're a young parent whether you're a parent who's been parenting for like 20 years um what's some thoughts that you would just like to encourage others with and just a place of hope that you've had in your own lives when it comes to parenting um and I'm gonna ask Katrina to begin
3: I'm the least experienced (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but you're mm-hmm. so wise, Katrina,
1: honestly. Hey. You've written a book. <laughs> yeah, and also, and actually, what I did actually want to get you to share as well, and, you know, it can, it can be part of this answer really, Is again, like I mentioned at the beginning, I just loved how you are so intentional. The fact that you are learning about things and buying books and really wanting to prepare your girls at such a young age. Like I find that so inspiring. And even though you may feel like you're the least experienced, but actually, I would say that you are probably the most prepared, you know, compared to so many other parents, because. It's similar to what you did with your marriage, you know, when we were talking in the last podcast where you spoke about you and your hubby, you went to conferences, you know, about intimacy, like you read books together, like you are someone who doesn't just leave things to chance. You don't just leave things for them to work out. You really do understand that it takes sewing and it takes preparation. It takes intention. So though you may seem like the least experienced, you are probably so much more prepared than many others. So I love that about you.
3: Oh, well, thank you. I, it's, it's my mother, honestly. She, <laughs> you know, wisdom sees the future, sweet girl. Wisdom looks into the future, honey. Wisdom prepares, you know, she looks ahead, Um, you know. And so that is how she taught me. And that's how I want to teach my girls, right? Um, I want to teach them that, you know, you, you were called to be more than a girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. That's not the epitome of your existence. There's so much depth that the Holy Spirit is cultivating in you. There's so many fruits that God is implanted in you and the right person deserves to have that, mm. you know? Um, and so I think, you know, honestly right now with, you know, I, we're giving them the hugs and the kisses and we're singing the songs and we're talking about the love of Jesus for them as well as for other people. Um, and I think, I just want to raise them in an environment where there is no shame. Mm. I'm going to raise them in an environment where purity is celebrated. Um, Not necessarily rules and regulations, but again, this is a a heart desire Mm. um, to please Jesus. You know, everything points to him um, because our lives are lived for him, right? Our lives are not our own. So no, I don't have the right to do whatever I want to do with my body. No, I don't have the right to wear whatever I want to wear, right? Because it's not my body, it's his. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, even even conversations such as these, they're all nuggets that I'm really trying to... What does the scripture say? Like Mary hid them all in her heart. Like I just try to hide things in my heart. I do journal. Yeah. um, And I like will write little things. I have a journal for each of the girls where I write to them. You know, I tell them how much I love them. I tell them about something they did in their day-to-day that just really touched my heart. And I write prayers for them so that I, in my, in my head, I'm dropping them off at university and I'm giving them their journal. Right. And that's something that they can flip through as they are starting their first years of adulthood. And they see that mommy's been covering them all along. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of how I see it. Like, like Ruth was saying that vision, like that's how I see it. Knowing that if I create an open environment today, they'll have somewhere where safe to go to tomorrow. Um, because yeah, they're going to mess up, and they're they are going to test the waters, and the grass will always look greener. Mm. Um, and I want them to know that they have a place of of grace and space to come back to. And you know, there's redemption. You know, so yeah, that's that's how I see that's how I pray my parenting goes. And I know I'll fall on my face along the way, but you know, so, but there, there's Jesus. So.
1: <laughs> and also Katrina, why don't you right now, just tell us about your, your
3: book that
1: you've read. Recently- um,
3: oh, the new one. Okay. Yeah. So it just released on Tuesday. And ah, I know, Amazing. so I don't know how it is um, in the UK, but here, like they kind of, there's this they consider seven years, you're no longer a newlywed. right? And so this was my husband and I, this was our seventh year. And so technically, I guess we're not newlyweds. And so the book is up, is on the perspective of marriage in the eyes of a newlywed. Like, you know, this, again, this isn't an extension of dating, right? This isn't, you know, we're two independent people living our lives based off of our perspectives and our personal interest, like no you the two become one so what does that process look like um you know this isn't a marriage isn't about me finding a good guy to make me feel good about myself right Mm -hmm. there's mission behind it there's there's a divine calling yeah um and so looking at marriage through the lens of god's divine design as opposed to culture that says like you know if you like it, put a ring on it. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how does that feed my soul? You yeah. know? Um, and so that's what it's about. So it's, it's just about, you know, about, uh, the godly way of submission, yeah. um, pouring yourself out as opposed to expecting to always be poured into, yeah. um, you know, loving difficult people because marriage connects you to people that you might not always prefer to be around. Mm, loving like Jesus and so that that's what the book is about so it's called seven years of love for the woman who desires to love well
1: wow amazing 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 and I will definitely make sure I put a link to that and you know all the the details for that in the descriptions box because guys got to go out and order a copy Um, I'm sure it's going to be incredible um so Dave let's hear from you
2: I think, you know, um, you know, it's, it's just for me, um, I think hope is you, you, you just see your kids grow up, you know, and, you you, you know, it's that pausing when you're going about your day to day and seeing, you know, my my um, my uh, eldest son six foot five, my other one six foot four. You know, they're both a little bit taller, a tiny bit taller than me. You know, my daughter's now as tall as as tall as Philippa. You know, and uh, she's only 13, right? So, so I've got uh, I've got these these um, kids who are just becoming adults, and um, and seeing that, and seeing their connection uh within family is just a really powerful thing you know and one of my prayers is um is that they connect as siblings and keep that connection as siblings really strong you know as as they get older so i think that's something that that um that i really enjoy you know and that sense that sense of you know when they've got friends around not that they're allowed them at the moment of course um, but when they've got friends around um you know ha- having just some time some time with their friends and you know they they kind of feel comfortable to bring their friends uh, particularly as they get a little bit older that's that's mm-hmm. been a real blessing you know and uh, seeing them kind of relating to them is is it's is a real blessing seeing that they're able to just maintain really good honoring friendships is yeah. is a good thing you know and
1: i think it's amazing like i always think it's so precious when a sister has got like older brothers that are nurturing and kind and just great role models, because then not only does she have a father figure to look up to, but she also has brothers. And actually studies show that siblings have, after a certain point when it comes to raising children, once your children, even in their impact, get to a certain point, it's actually the siblings that have a greater impact on the child, even then the father. And the mother so i think you know that your your family's so blessed like your your daughter is immensely blessed that she's got the two boys to set the standard as well as her But daughter. you know
2: a younger daughter though you know who rules the house bobby you know who rules the house he
1: does.
2: yeah oh yeah <laughs> you better believe it you know <laughs>
1: she, she's like a princess
2: well, yeah. Since since she was little, you know, she she knows what she wants, and she'll kind of seek it in the best way she possibly can, you know. So it's a you know it's a good thing, but it's um it's definitely not something where quite able to mm-hmm. to rule the roost when she needs to. Yeah, you know? it's,
0: yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ruth, I guess what's coming to my mind is God told me this, showed me this quite early on. Is just remember that our children are first and foremost the Lord's. Mm -hmm. and he loves them more than we do, Um, and so for the moments where you feel maybe like you're no control, or when they're out of your sight, out of, you know, even from when they're young, it's like, actually, obviously we put in boundaries, and we put according to their age, (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's like God loves them more than we do, and you know, we can show them the way, we can train them from the word of God, we can teach them the truth and um and then the word of god itself says train a child in the way they should go that when they're old they will not depart from it and yeah yeah, even if there is a season where maybe the child um does turn away from the lord which was my story (laughs) is you know um god will use that god can use that for his glory and so yeah just hold on to the word of god hold on keep praying and just trust that yeah the lord loves them more than we love them Mm -hmm. and god's grace is amazing yeah um i'm sure all of us as parents could (laughs) can say how look at times where we're like hmm could have done that better i wish i did this and you know even hearing from from both of you all of you all of you now it's like Oh, wow yeah I, I wish i read that journal from when my, you know i but yeah it's just um every yeah we all parent uniquely right and god has even picked us out for our child is literally you know given the the right child to the right person even in the realms of adoption you mm. know um so yeah it's just it's just show, showing them and, and modeling to them as well what it means a relationship with god as well because um, I think I think we can all all know that is is what they see <laughs> is more important what they what they see us do than what we say. yeah so mm. I guess live by example and I definitely caught myself um as no doubt we all have <laughs> um the times where we're saying the things that maybe we don't do <laughs> yeah don't impact in the way that the things that they just watch us do and we might not even say it and then you see your child, you know, reading their Bible by themselves or you'll see your child worshiping the Lord around the house by themselves and you're just like, wow, you know, that's wow. something that they're just following by example. Mm. Um so yeah, just enjoy it. It's a journey and it's a privilege and it's a challenge. And I think it's I think it's one of the hardest things to do in the world, but one of the most um privileged things to do, a blessed, it's a blessing to be able to raise a child.
1: Man, So good. Oh, guys, you're amazing. Um, Thank you so, so, so much for, you know, literally just giving me your entire Friday night, basically, is what you've done. And I'm so, so thankful. But just to like close the podcast, um, can I ask you guys just to pray? Obviously, the topic of today's podcast was parenting and sexuality and just intimacy. So I would love to pray along those lines. But If you guys feel that the Lord drops something else in your heart that you want to pray over the listeners, then please just be fully released to pray whatever the Lord puts in your heart. So guys, just go for it. Let's pray this place up a little bit.
2: Father, we just give you thanks um, that you love us. And we thank you for Jesus and his love. And uh, Father, we just give you great thanks for that love. And... Lord, may we just each know, and everybody who's listening to this podcast know that your love for each of us is so great. Um, it's so great. And your value on each of us is so great. Mm. And that value is um, is so enormous. Um, Lord, I just give you thanks um, for that. And Father, um, for all parents out there listening, um, or to be parents to be whoever may we just know um, the father heart of god and Mm -hmm. may we just know your father heart for us and that you um, embrace us and you know us and you care for us and in you we find our identity and so lord we i just pray that that we would know our identity in you and know that uh, assurance and may that be true of all of our children as well, Lord, that you would give them an understanding of who they are, um, who you've created them to be. Mm-hmm. And Lord, we're just excited about all the destinies uh, that you have for our children, Lord, uh, each individual, Lord, that you've um, brought them to this to this earth um, to fulfill a particular role that you have for them. And Lord, we, I just pray that as any parents, we would be able to encourage them in that, Lord, that we would be able to uh, see that future that they have, and um, be able to walk with them towards it, Lord, yeah. in every way. And 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 I just want to, um, following what Katrina said about shame, I just want to say no to any shame,
0: yeah.
2: and and just we just want to banish shame in relationships. In the name of jesus and just release that love which is unconditional over anybody who's listening and um, anybody who has got they think well we think we've messed up or we haven't been a good enough parent or um or there's just difficulty and lack of connection uh, in places in our relationships i just pray healing and i just banish shame in the name of jesus amen, amen.
3: Lord Jesus, we just want to say thank you so much, God, for entrusting us with your children, Lord Jesus. Um, And we just pray, God, that your Holy Spirit will just guide us Mm -hmm. as we are instilling in them your love and your truth um, by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you just cover our kids, Lord Jesus, that you would let them be lights in this dark world, Lord God, and that we would just seek you and we will stand firm on your truth and not be shaken by the deceptions of this world, God. And we just pray for community. If there are any families, any parents out there that don't have community, God, we pray that you would just send other like-minded mm. um, families their way, Father God, because where two or three are gathered, you're there, Lord, whether it's in church or in our homes or outside of that, God, we we know that you have a heart for relationship, God. So we pray, God, that families all across this world, Lord Jesus, will just connect to other believers and and just bond in the body of Christ, Lord Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and we pray that our children just flourish off of that, that they flourish by seeing us grab hands and pray. And they flourish by seeing um, their parents on their knees um, for them and that they see a, a true lifestyle of Christ, not just with words, but with deeds, with lifestyle, with love, God. We just pray that they see Um, authentic Christianity in in their homes and in our lives. And we pray that you just plant seeds to where when they are at a place where your Holy Spirit is ready to call them, that they will recognize your voice, Father God, um, because it wouldn't have been foreign to them. So just give us wisdom on how to navigate um, just the culture that we're living in God. But we know, Lord, that you're a keeper and that you Father God are savior and that you are saving and that you will just continue to um, perfect us, and you will complete the good work that you started in us, and the good work that you've started in our children, in your precious name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: Father, Lord, I just want to thank you so much, Lord, that the family, Lord, is your design, Lord, it's something that you've created, Lord, Um, and marriage is something you've created, Lord, to be the place where children are raised, Lord, and I just, yeah, just thank you, Lord God, just even for your grace, Lord God, Lord, even where um, um, parents are raising people, children without, you know, maybe single parents as well, Father God, I pray that um, you will be the, the father to these children, Lord God, where maybe there's a father lacking, Lord, I pray that these um, children will know you, Lord, um, as as their, um, yes, heavenly father, but Lord, even as a, as a very present, help and provider, father god and yeah i just um thank you yeah your word says that you are a father to the fatherless lord so i just yeah i pray that over anyone any parents who may be listening lord god they will um the single moms will be able to raise their kids knowing lord that that you are close to their children father so yeah and i just pray lord god that you will help us lord in this area lord of uh where the world is just so perverted, Lord. It's perverted, Lord, your design for sex, is perverted your design for marriage, it's perverted your design for the family, Lord God. But we just pray, Lord, that we will be strong, our children will be strong, Lord, to stand firm, Lord, on your on your truth. And Lord, we thank you that your word says that the light shines brighter in the darkness, Lord. So even as we see families, Lord, just just breaking down, Lord, left, right, and centre, Lord, in our communities, Lord. We pray, Lord, that those who are living, you know, um, a a godly marriage, Lord, and those who are are choosing to to live in purity, Lord God, they will shine even brighter, Lord God, and it will just be attractive, Lord, to those, Lord, or a sweet um, perfume to those who are being saved, Lord God, as well, Father. So, yeah, we just pray your protection, upon our children lord god upon their minds lord god and upon their their spirits lord god and their bodies lord and we pray you'll cover them with your blood lord and just help us give us wisdom and great advisors as well lord god as we raise our children and as um yeah everybody listening as they raise their children lord god and i pray that we will be able to raise them in your ways lord god and um teach them your word lord that they may, um, yeah, just just grow on solid ground, Lord. We're just so thankful, Lord, for your grace, Lord, in this role of parenting. I just want to honour you and give you the glory, Lord, in our families, Lord, in our lives. In Jesus' name.
1: Thank you so much for joining me for today's show. All related social media handles and links can be found in the notes section. If you did enjoy today's episode, then please do feel free to share it and do subscribe to the podcast if you want to know when a new episode is heading your way. If you'd like to get in touch, you can do that via Instagram or Facebook or you can head over to livinginlight.co.uk. I cannot wait to be with you guys again and thank you so much for listening to the Living in Light podcast. Because you're beautiful, so beautiful
2: I'm